everybody. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Down the Doors. Joe Rexhold and Adam Sparks here in the new Tennessean studios. And let's just get right to the story of the weekend. Uh, story of the year. Story of one of the greatest performances in fill in the dots. Kumar Rocker, Adam. No hitter, 19 strikeouts. That was the centerpiece of a weekend. And really, I think that after losing 18 to 5 Friday, I think he flipped everything around and has Vanderbilt now in the College World Series. You can't just give it give him all the credit for that. Vanderbilt responded as a team, but that was a dicey, tight, tense game Saturday with Bryce Jarvis, Brentwood Academy pitching extremely well. Vanderbilt's offense was, could not get going. Kumar Rocker, I think put everything on its head yeah I mean historically speaking the first game was the worst uh, for Vanderbilt in NCAA tournament history largest losing margin most runs allowed those sort of things and the next day Saturday was the best in NCAA history for Vandy I know we don't want to qualify what best is on these I, um, we do need to talk about that though okay. that's it's a that's a there's more fun media right. and Vanderbilt talk going on in town well and okay on the, let's let's jump right into that uh, so now, I will say, even in the press conference, if you remember when we were sitting waiting after that Rocker game, we were already getting the tweets that said, best ever, best in this, best in that. And I told you, I have I have a pet peeve about using superlatives too much in journalism. Everything's the best, everything's the worst, and then there's five other best. There's only, there can only be one best. Kumar Rocker's performance was not the best in the annals of baseball. The easiest way to qualify this is... It was one of the best pitching performances in NCAA tournament history. Now, some would say it was the best college baseball pitching performance ever. Um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I seriously, like, there may have been, a, you know, well, go back to 19-whatever. Yeah, and, I mean, I, well, I mean, you you have to take the the... You have to take the what the performance was, which is a no-hitter. The only thing better is a perfect game. Um, and that many strikeouts, which that doesn't happen, even in a no-hitter. But then you have to put the weight of the yes. what's at stake, which exactly. this was an elimination game in a super regional, so that's pretty high stakes. So the only way you can balance that out is if you have something that's pretty close to that performance, but in Omaha. That's about the closest you can, you can have. So I, I would just say one of the best in NCAA tournament history, uh, and I don't even know. I mean, there's maybe one or two better. I, I I don't know, and I don't think really anybody does. You're not yeah, so so. You're not big on the hyperbole because I'm I'm a hyperbole guy. I'm the opposite. Yeah, I downplay everything. Yeah, like yeah. I, so. We we may as well name names. Last week we didn't name names and people got mad. So well, we'll there name, were too many we'll names. Name, name. No, but but we got to name Steve okay. Layman because okay. Steve Layman. Uh, you know, who does a terrific job uh, here in town, uh, tweeted that, you know, that night said, you know, thinks it was the best performance in baseball history. Now, you know, now I've been pulled over by the hyperbole police, mm-hmm. um, you know, prisoner of the moment department many, yep. many times. So right then I was like, Steve, just pull over right now. Just pull over and wait for him, buddy, because uh, they're coming for you. Um, but, you know, he made a compelling case. Then the guys at 104.5, Paul Kaharski, Chad Withrow, you know, again, they, they were part of our discussion last week, really, their show and Jared Stillman's show on 102.5. I want to make sure everybody's named here because, we know, we, we, sure. we're going to name names. Yeah. We'll be honest <laughs> and name names. Um, but, you know, they had a pretty fun back and forth about that. And, and frankly, I think Lehman makes some good points, and, and, and he 
talked about what you talked about, Adam, the, the context um, of the situation, the pressure of the moment. I mean, it's a huge deal. And we're also talking about a freshman, by the way. Everything was on the line. And, <laughs> I mean, that performance, it was one of the best sports performances I've ever seen by an individual. And I'm trying to figure that out, too. Like, things I've seen, I'd like to put it into the context of Nashville. You know, how, how many... That's maybe a calm idea. Um, how, how many, you know, just individual athletic feats performed in this city have been better than that? You know, I'm sure there are some Titans and some Titans opponents, some Predators and some Predators opponents, some Vanderbilt play in other sports and opponents. And that, but how many are better than that performance? I, I do. I will tell you, it's one of the most impressive individual athletic feats I've seen in it. And I agree with. You know, the Kaharski angle of this, which is they're not major league hitters. And that's why it's, it's hard for me to say best ever in baseball because it's not the highest level. But I thought about this, too, Adam. We talk about college football stuff, right? Yep. I mean, and, you know, people talk about whatever. Pick, pick your performance you want to you want to pick. You know, oh, you know, Barry Sanders going for 300 and blah, blah against Nebraska in 1988. I mean, whatever. You, you know, you can, you can find all these incredible performances. I never hear people say, oh, but he wouldn't have done it against the Rams. You know? <laughs> right. I mean, you really don't. That, that has its own and, – and we all know it's a higher level in the NFL it's than just different college. categories. Yeah. But, but, you know, I think people can look at college football performances and say that's like one of the greatest football performances ever without – you know, without well, this, the qualification. Well, the, but, but in this, it's it's viewed a little differently. Everything has to be relative. Number one, and you don't have to you don't have to go too far and say, well, a high school game is you know a great performance. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the highest level of college baseball. So, it, but it has to be relative to that uh, the performance does. And but secondly, this ties into our podcast last week. Well, it's just college baseball. Well, college baseball is college football is college basketball, and we can put these in different categories. Um, now, the idea that this was just Duke in college baseball, I heard that argument this week too, which is silly. They put up 18 runs the day before, a lot of those on the only 12-0 and pitcher in college baseball. Um, so this, Yeah, it was a credible college opponent, no yeah. question. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean – and. I think the I like to dump cold water on some of these things a little bit because I don't know what I don't know, and I've I've found over the years that every time I try to use something that says best, I immediately get an email of three others. How that, dare you! Right, that are that are sometimes well. Actually, did you know this? And did you know that? You're like, oh this? yeah, good and point. Then, I didn't know that one. Then you remember your age and that you're not 90 and then you remember you've only been in this town for this many years and you don't know in this program so one of the best in ncaa tournament history uh the best vanderbilt pitching performance ever i think that's fair okay what about the best what about the best vanderbilt sports performance uh that yeah yeah that maybe Maybe. Okay, I mean, and that's pretty Shane pretty, Foster's pretty, big game. Yeah, people, I've heard a lot about yeah. that one against Mississippi State. But this was, but, too, the, but again, the stakes of this—that yeah. was senior night, right? Yeah, great, incredible. He's hitting all these bombs with people in his face, but and he hits eight in a row or whatever it is. But th- this is this is your season for a team that came in number one, and you're about to go down to Duke, and you've got this guy on the mound, Duke's ace, and you have no margin for error, and that. If we're bringing it back to the argument with Lehman, I think that's where I, I think I, I I think that this is worth throwing into 
the best pitching performances. I far hesitate to say it would be because, again, I, I still think major league hitters – that that's the difference yeah, the, maker. The, the only problem but, I have is I want to keep it into college. It's I, a high, yeah, yeah, but it's a high level. And, and when you talk about you know college baseball, you know is not the same level as let's say single A ball or whatever. Well, let me tell you something, Kumar Rocker. If he's not the number one overall pick in 2021, I will paint. No, never mind. I'm no, not gonna, no, I'm not going to paint no. anything. But I bet you he's the number one pick in 2021. This is a guy who right now could go strike out major league hitters when he's pitching like that. Look, when your fastball and slider are indistinguishable like that and it just fall off the table, I, I mean, again, I have not – it was all swinging strikeouts. Um, we, we were figuring out in the press box at the time, I think it was 13 of 15 yep. batters – struck out swinging on his slider okay and his 130 something pitch went 97 miles an hour yeah so he's got i mean this is big time he's you know, don't want to put too much on someone we don't know what's going to happen this is a talent who can go dominate at the major leagues and i think after he's drafted and it's Think about two more years of people getting to watch this kid here, by the way, which I think when we talk about fandom and people getting behind this program, I think Kumar Rocker is a type of of uh, athlete performer who can grow your fan base too, by the way, if we're going to tie it back to last week. But he's that good. So again, like just college baseball, let's also keep in mind what kind of talent level we're discussing here. Yeah, uh, th- this will performance will get better and better over the years. Sort of a fish story because uh, if he is better, so if he is the number one overall pick, this will be the this will be viewed as even better a few years from now. So, well, you know, because if, if David Price had a performance like this, we would say, well, David Price, look at that name and that performance had to be the best you know, of all time in college baseball history because it was David Price because we knew who it was. If Rocker is a major league star for years from now, this performance will then uh, be held up even more. No doubt. And to me, as we segue mm-hmm. to Omaha, where you are flying very soon, you and our photographer George Walker flying very soon, uh, to me the most anticipated thing of Omaha is the next time he pitches, which I believe will be Tuesday. This is what we expect. It'll be Vanderbilt, Louisville Sunday. Expect Drake Fellows to be on the mound. And then it should be, whether it's winner's bracket or loser's bracket, on Tuesday, Kumar Rocker. Could be Kumar Rocker, winner's bracket against Mississippi State. I mean, that to me is that side of the bracket. It just looks like a showdown to me. Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, that's how how it shapes up in my mind. It's the battle of the barrel is uh, what they call Louisville-Vandy. That's the rivalry game. They they bring in the barrel, by the way? I don't – that's a good question. Like, is the barrel up for stake in a College World Series meeting? I think that was in 14 or 15. In 14, they played in Omaha. I don't think the barrel was involved in that. So the barrel's just because they just had. I mean, they just had a matchup uh, what, a month ago, right? Yeah, um, Vandy won that one at Louisville. AJ Franklin got the win, uh, it, and that's one of those things that you can't. It's a little bit apples to oranges because that's a midweek game. You don't have your your ace throwing. Uh, although Vandy's ace can be any of three or four guys right now. Um, you know, with the Kumar angle and with a lot of other angles, we were talking about this in the press box super regional the other night. ESPN supposedly doesn't root right. They don't care who's there. They, they they had to be doing some cartwheels when Vanderbilt got in. You have the Kumar Rocker coming off the no hitter storyline. You have uh, the Tyler Brown and all the you know the crazy story of his background, his life um, that they will feature. 
they already have, and, and we obviously had the story on that. Um, you had this, you have the senior class that was connected to Donnie Everett playing their last run through. They finally get to Omaha. This is Donnie Everett's class, Donnie Everett that died in 2016. Quick, you, uh, quick promo. You'll be writing about that this week. I that's know. right. Yep. Among, uh, among many things sure. about this team. Uh, JJ Blade is a Golden Spikes National Player of the Year finalist. Number four pick. They will give that out. They will announce that at the Major League game on Thursday. What They're, are his chances? Uh, the catcher from Oregon State, who was a number one overall pick, I think will get it. Um, I would think Blade would maybe be second. I wouldn't be surprised if Blade wins it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Blade was second. I'd be surprised if he was further down the list than that. Um, he's got got a pretty decent chance. I also don't know when the voting ended. You know, if the voting ended going into Omaha, he's got a better chance because his team got their Oregon State got upset. If it was a week or so ago, I think he's probably second. Um, but you've got all those storylines, and, you know, I mean, Vandy could go there and go 0-2. Vandy could go all the way to the end. They're the highest seed uh, left because UCLA got put out. Um, now, historically speaking, we've talked about Kumar. If you take history as a, as a point of this, um, Vandy's been really good in Omaha. Uh, this That's not this team, but they've won 65% of their games in Omaha. Their winning percentage is almost the same it's a half a game difference, almost the same as the regional record. Uh, it's far better than their super regional record. They've been to Omaha three other times. When they get to Omaha, they go deep. Well, and that, that, that to me says it's a program, it's a coach, it's a program that knows how to prepare and build up to play its best in the big moments. And deep pitching. They've always had deep pitching. They do this year, and we've talked about this before. Their one is about as good as their four, and vice versa. So, but they but they, they need the four. They need to be more drifted toward the one than the four, because yes. obviously Drake Fellows had a rough outing last time. Patrick Raby had a rough outing his last start in the SEC tournament. And Tyler Brown Tyler had Brown. a rough outing in the regional. And now Brown and Raby, I think it was. I think Corbin really wanted to get those guys work. He was able to get them work in the thirteen-two route of Duke Sunday, and they both. We're good, so that's encouraging. But I still think that's a. I think that's the biggest question: is yeah. whether this, whether you know, the the entire those five guys and Mason Hickman's another one of them. Can they all bring it? Yeah, it's always the talent versus the moment, especially at Omaha. Anytime in the postseason, but especially in Omaha, because Vandy has the top home running home run hitting team in the country. They have possibly the top hitting team in the country. They're a top five fielding team in the country. They're a top ten pitching team in the country. And you say, well, of course they are. They're at Omaha. A lot of teams at Omaha have weaknesses. And there are SEC teams that are in Omaha. It's a heavy SEC field. I mean, Auburn that, was not supposed to be here. Right. And Vandy beat all of them. Vandy beat every team in the SEC. Um, so Vandy, looking at it that way, doesn't really have a weakness. But their weakness, again, in the moment, what we're saying is if you have a bad pitching performance, you lose and then you're down, you got one loss left, you have two bad pitching performances, you go home. Fellows, Raby, and Brown each have had their worst or pretty close to their worst pitching performance of their career in the last two weeks. And, and that's the scary part. Yeah, and Fellows, I mean, it's funny because Duke made a big deal after the game, 18-5, to 5 of they spent all week working on that Fellows slider, laying off it, you know, great game plan, great execution. You know, they felt great. Well, you know, that was his slider. Then the next night, they saw a little different slider from Kumar Rocker, and, and you know, just waved at it like like they couldn't you know see any. I mean, it was incredible. So 
look, he had his, he did not have his good stuff. I thought in the regional, his slider let him down too. I mean, that's a big thing with him. Obviously you've got to be able to get people to chase outside the zone and he's not overpowering people. Um, so he's, it's that first game and his performance sets the tone to me. Let me let me say the the something that I'm looking forward to is who's going to be the guy that um, caught the Mark Lemke type of guy. I grew up watching a lot of the Braves. Mark Lemke was a very little known second baseman. He got in the postseason. He would always play well. I always loved that this guy popped in the postseason. Dansby Swanson was the World Series MVP. The one they the year they won it. He was just a sophomore that year. The uh, 2015 run, Jaron Kendall hit the game-winning home run in the opener and had a really good uh, series. Will Toffey had a really good series. Um, I love that guy that's the fifth or sixth or seventh best player that suddenly has uh, the big series. Pat DeMarco, I could see that guy. Um, if, if he, I, I could see him getting hot. Um, I could see a Ty Duvall. Um, Harrison Ray. I was just going to say, my, my vote is Harrison Ray. I'm going to go with the second baseman, too. Yeah. Uh, plays really good defensively. Uh, an electric runner uh, when he's on the base paths and, and can hit. I mean, he's the seventh, eighth best hitter on this team, and he's nearly hitting 300. So uh, Now, the easy one is Julian Infante. Uh, that would be a fan favorite because he sure. was hot in the postseason. And he was the guy in the regional. Now, he would have to... At Omaha, you got to hit it a long ways if you're going to hit if you're going to hit a home runs. It's a pretty big park, but we'll see. I, I think they'll make a run. Whether or not they finish it, I don't know, but I don't see them going there. Zero and two. We'll knock on wood to keep the jinx away on that one. Is Vanderbilt the favorite by the numbers there? But do you consider them the favorite? Uh, that, yeah, by the numbers they are. I think when you get to Omaha, it doesn't. It, none, none of that matters. You're the just the top eight teams that get there. They're all really, really, really good. It comes down to who has the best pitching for the longest. Sparks says, throw the records out the window when you get to Omaha. That's right. Let's end it on that. So Adam and George will be out there. If uh, Vanderbilt makes that last series, I'll see you out there too. It'll be an uh, uh, interesting run here, and we'll see if, if the Commodores can get their second national title in a span of six years, if I'm doing the math right. And, of course, this is their fourth College World Series appearance ever all in the last nine. Be five years, 2014. Right. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, uh, 19. Yeah. So six. Yeah. Okay. Two out of six. You want to count it that way. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Yeah. It was five years ago. Sure. All right. We can agree on the math. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we will be back soon on Breaking Down the Doors. Breaking Down the Doors.